This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. Hell yeah, it is. Monday, November 22nd, 20. 21, and we out this piece. Today is our final show of November. I think our first day back is December 6th. Uh, We're going to Maui and you're not. Deal with it. Suck it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, We will be hitting the Delta Jetway after the show. Well, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Technically. Um... And we got to talk about uh, bringing the little uh, Nintendo Switch with us, which I picked up yesterday. Yeah, you've had it for like seven hours, and it's amazing. I'm already a Mario Kart champion. It's tough. Uh, you know. Yeah. By the way, we got to talk about retail shopping as well. Yeah, how'd that work out yeah, for I'm you? Yeah, I'm not ever doing that again. <laughs> I will never, in all seriousness, I will never spend time with the Great Unwashed again. The gr- You went to Walmart to get that? Are you... Dude, you could have yeah, died. How, how about you, bro? Bro, you could have died. How about you yesterday morning? You're like, yeah, I got to get a travel shave kit. And M- Mrs. Mach is like, well, there's a Walmart right there. No, I don't go in there. <laughs> I, I don't go in there. You like refuse I'm not to doing go into it. Walmart. I'm not doing it. Which I'm I not. thought was amazing. I'm I, was not. Pr- I was proud of you for that. I was proud of you for that. Um, We'll get to all of that machinations and stuff. Uh, we'll talk Walmart Best Buy is where I went yesterday, uh, for the final time ever. Um, we got to talk jazz, Rudy Gobert. You saw it with LeBron last night, um, punching a guy in the face, like, you know, the cheap shot, not ever going to be Jordan kind of guy that he is. Right. I'm not sure what one has to do I with the know. other. It's just fun to kind of, you know, yeah. Poke the bear. We'll talk, uh, we'll talk some uh, jazz coming up as well as BYU, But you're darn right. The lead is the Utah Utes um, taking out the Pac-12 leading Oregon Ducks. And what really, frankly, if we're if we're being honest, it went exactly to plan Um, other than the fact that, you know, Oregon never got off the bus offensively. But you know what, Jake, I felt like this was the exact performance that the Utah Utes needed. and, And I just the only thing I fear is a letdown this week. Yeah, I, I thought it was true domination. I thought it was, you know, everything that you would want out of this Utah team. You know, you, you have a team who has fought through so much this year. And, and we talked all about on Friday how they had, you know, they still had a lot to play for and they had a point to prove in this game. And, and I just felt like they came out and they, I mean, they just kicked Oregon's ass. I mean, for, for lack of a better description, like that, they just took it to them. And I think that, that you, you can never put a price or you can never measure just how much want to a team has and how that will affect the game. And I just felt like uh, Utah wanted it way more than Oregon. And and I was really surprised, um, you know, just like how long Oregon went without scoring. I mean, you never expect, you know, a team like Oregon to get blanked in the first half. You know, I mean, that is that that is like I was just impressed. I was just like, man, this team, this Utah team is is on point. And that's why I want to keep saying like, I really do believe that this is, you know, one of, if it's not the best, it's easily one of the best coaching jobs Kyle Whittingham has ever done. I I mean, you know, you, you want to talk about like perfect example, 
You know, you call a timeout right before the half to get Britton Covey an opportunity, and what does he do with it? You know, that as a coach, you, you're not guaranteed anything there. But just the fact that you were ready and prepared to call a timeout there is brilliant. I, I mean, it's absolutely brilliant. And I just think that that Kyle Whittingham, no matter what happens after the year, deserves a lot of credit for for what he's been able to do with this team because this is they have seen some un like just some crazy adversity and and have just powered through it yeah and I, I think the one thing that really stands out to you is the leadership on this football team for Utah the the character the and so many teams talk about it oh we're leaders we're character we're family we're all in one thing and and so few teams do that and what you saw Saturday Saturday afternoon was an absolute ass kicking and you saw that from a football team um, in the Utah Utes that I, I think absolutely had a plan and they executed it. And it is no accident that Britton Covey was in the middle of that. Um, it was no accident that Cam Rising delivered exactly what he needed to deliver because that's what he's done ever since, uh, you know, the noodle arm quarterback quit. Um, all Cam, Cam Rising's done is step up and lead this team and deliver the football. And I think it's, it's no coincidence that this is the kind of game where Kyle Winningham became the winningest coach in the history of Utah football on the eve of his 62nd birthday with so many rumors of his retirement swirling around. This is perhaps the greatest regular season conference victory in the history of Utah football. And it was a dominant performance. Yeah. And I think the thing that really stands out to you is you've done what you needed to do to rebound this season, but your business is not done. And I think when you look at where Utah is, frankly, that you're seven and one at this point in the year, if we'd have told you you'd be eight and three, seven and one champions of the South heading for the Pac-12 championship game, you'd have taken that. But in no way was this at all easy. In no way was this guaranteed. They won the South because they earned every single win that they have week in and week out. And Jake, I think that speaks to the character um, and the culture that Kyle Whittingham has built at Utah. Yeah, and I and I think that he deserves all the credit in the world for that. And I think that 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 same character, um, you know, uh, and discipline in the program is what has allowed this team to to continue to move forward. And and that's the biggest thing. It's not that you know Utah is the best team in the country or anything like that. It's just more about the fact that you know you you have all this ver adversity early in the year, and at one point, you know, on this show. There was conversations in the comments section about how Wit was going to be done, and that and that you know this is it, and this is you know are, is Wit going to get fired, and 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 that was never the case, and and I think it just took them time, and and I still go back to to the the timing of the bye week, because of when they had the bye week, I really feel like it, it couldn't have been timed any more perfectly because you get that bye week, you get two weeks off basically, and you come out, and now you've just run the table. And and it just I will continue to say it is impressive, and I think that you know yeah guys like Cam Rising, you know the Brent Keys of the world, like you know uh, who, you know Britton Covey obviously, like the leadership on this team, Devin Lloyd, those guys, that group of guys are just are are doing a great job, and and I think that the next thing for Utah just would be, you know, in the championship game, can you do it again? Because that's what's going to happen, you know, in the championship game, can you do it again? And and I would love to see them go out and do that. That's a tall order. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but nothing Utah's done this year is easy. I, I, 
You know, you, you tend to look back on your season in moments like this, and I'm telling you it's a huge mistake. Like, you have accomplished nothing that you set out to accomplish this year. Like, you have not achieved any of your goals. Um, this is a nice win, but frankly, this is why you play football. You've got a 2 o'clock kickoff, um, you know, coming up in four days. And at 2 o'clock Friday against Colorado, you need to handle your business. Um, you know, like that's that's the only thing that matters. Who, you know, who, when, where, what. For the Pac-12 championship, who cares? For the Rose Bowl, who cares? Because you got to beat Colorado first. And I think the most dangerous thing standing between Utah and a Pac-12 championship is Colorado. And, hey, once you win that game, all right, now you can look ahead a little bit. But nothing is certain, but, man, it feels good if you're a Utah fan this morning. Um, because I think part of the story for, for Utah this year certainly – yeah. Like, what I'm, are you doing? I'm cracking my monster open. It's well, Monday, bro. Okay. I need some caffeine. Okay, keep your pants zippered. My, I don't my, have – I'm wearing Nike men's yoga pants, so I don't have a zipper. The point okay? is, how difficult is it to open the monster before the show? I was trying to be considerate Good while God. you were talking. It's not my fault our mics are sensitive, okay? Anyway, the point – You – See, I think you just don't respect that I will punch you in the face. <laughs> nah, I know. Look fatty. Whatever, LeBron. <laughs> exactly. It's fine. <laughs> I will hammer fist you in the eye. <laughs> anyway, the point is yeah. mm -hmm. um, that I just don't think the Utes have accomplished much yet. Um, you've had a great season. you got to beat Colorado. The, I mean, they haven't won bowl games or, or made, like, huge movement, but I think – I don't know. I, I guess in a sense I disagree just because I think, you know, you went – this team went from – being dead basically to being seasons over like we're not going to do anything this year no but see like, they they did not they did though dude they no they did didn't. man i think and this is the problem utah fans are irrational and as as much as we talk byu and utah on this show the one thing you're never going to say about byu fans is they're irrational utah fans are emotional they're irrational oh, the season's over we lost to san diego state before we ever played a conference game pack it up we're out of here well, and it's like, guy, you have everything to play for in front of you. Whatever you have. I mean, everything you've lost nothing. I cannot tell you how many Utah fans I tweeted at and tweeted with saying, hey, you've lost nothing. Everything you've won. I think I even said that on the show. You've lost absolutely nothing. Everything you want is right here in front of you. Yeah, well, it didn't feel that way. Well, it actually it did. It, I, I disagree. I, you had you, 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 somebody, you know, Aaron Lowe died. Right. You had that tragedy. Then, you know, you had some losses that you didn't think you'd have. Like the program was going in the wrong direction. It just the, the feel of the season at that time was not a good one. It, it was not, you know, and you had quitter quarterback like this team was dealing with a lot, you know. So I don't think that I, I don't think it's I don't know, man. I guess we just view that differently. You know, it's not just that you lost to San Diego State and, and that's why your season was over. It was that. It was quitter quarterback. It was someone had died. Like, you know, it was a lot of different things. And that's why I feel like the season was kind of doom and gloom. Yeah, I, I never looked at it that way. Well. I never felt that way. I just think, and I encourage you to go back. Go back and listen to the shows. Go back to the weekend, the Monday morning after San Diego State. And, and I, I straight up said, nothing's been lost. You have, you have everything to play for in front of you. 
because you knew you were in a mediocre Pac-12 South. You were not going to have to run the table, even though you did. Um, you were not going to have to run the table. Um, your one loss in, in conference didn't end anything, right? You were still probably going to win the South. Like, it, it just shows you that you have to take your emotions out of it. You know, like the Aaron Lowe situation, the Ty Jordan situation, that's completely different. That is a, a conversation that's on a different level. But when it comes to wins and losses and what's in front of you on the football field, you got to take your emotions out of it, right? And you have a job to do. And, and we're about to talk about BYU here in a minute. BYU didn't do their job the last two weeks, the last two games, yeah. the last three weeks, technically, in the last two games. BYU didn't do their job. Utah did. That's why Utah's likely going to the Rose Bowl. That's why Utah is likely going to win the, you know, a Pac-12 championship because they're just the best team in the conference. And to me, I, I think you've always been that. Mm -hmm. You've always been that. I don't think I ever wavered on the fact that I thought they would beat Oregon at home. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. I'm perfect. I know everything. Yeah, man. I, I think that, I, I think that I disagree that the the Ty Jordan Aaron Lowe situations don't apply on like you know. They I didn't don't say they don't apply. Well, what did you say then? What I said is they're completely different. Right, you but handle still... those things differently, and things like. You know, Aaron Lowe motivate you. Those things give you something to play for. Right, but there's there's a point where you have to turn it into motivation that we can't just skip over. I'm telling you, like we can't just be like, oh well, that that's what motivated this team. Those kids were crying. The coach was crying. Like like this team was in depression, dude. Like you have to like you can't just we can't skip that. I'm not skipping it. I'm telling you, it was a vital part of the season. And what I'm telling you is, is that when you have the leadership on the, the, the caliber and quality of a guy like Kyle Whittingham sitting at the top of the totem pole for Utah football, and you look down to the leadership of a guy like a Cam Rising, not quitting, not rolling over, not giving up on his season after he didn't win the starting job. Like you have a guy like Britton Covey who's been in the program for 17 seasons now. Like when you have those guys around you have Devin Lloyd, and Devin Lloyd leads by performance. I mean, listen, you, you, this, to me, things have played out exactly as they were scripted. And you, you've you had to go off script a couple of times. Aaron Lowe for three weeks was part of that. But when you have the quality of humanity that Utah has, that's always going to, to be spun on its head, and you are going to use that for fire and for fuel. Mm -hmm. And I think they did a wonderful job of that. And I think, I think if you asked Aaron Lowe's family, they're incredibly proud of the, the motivation and the inspiration that that tragedy provided to this football team. Yeah. Because it could have easily, um, uh, with, with a different coach or any other coach, I think it could have easily crushed this team. Without yeah, I question. Agree. Completely. It could have easily crushed this team. All right. Let's get some comments. Tanner Plummer says, great win by the Utes. Sloppy for performance by BYU and a great performance by my Eagles. Nobody cares about the you Eagles. You just can't help yourself. You nope. got to bring up the damn Eagles. Nobody cares. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is a terrible quarterback. The Chicago Bears are superior. Obviously. Obvi. Speaking of ridiculous fandom. Uh, the Blind Sportsman says, Morning boys, the Jazz might be figuring it out. BYU didn't try to win. And the Fakers are what I thought they were like the Bears. Well, thanks. Swordsman, appreciate that. Uh, Cody Strickland says, good morning, guys. I'm going to sleep. I'll listen later. Just want to wish you guys the best trip to be safe. 
Go Jazz. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate that, bud. Uh, James Knight says, too much football, Jibber. Get to the NBA. <laughs> well, I mean, this is your show, James. So Yeah, it's the James you know, show. It is. Spencer Morgan, good morning to you. He says, the Utes have clinched the South and will have their best conference record. LOL, BYU fans are definitely irrational. The pandering to BYU fans has hit peak level for the Monty show today. Like, how are how we pandering that? to BYU fans? Today? How we just spent, what did we just spend? Yeah. 20 U- minutes? Spencer says Utah clinches the South and blows out the number three team. Monty show rolls out with a BYU graphic for the stream. Okay. And what's your point? Oh, yeah. And, and you mean what? He was on me on Twitter. He's like, and I don't want to see a BYU thumbnail. Well, here's the deal. First of all, I don't make the thumbnails. Go all gas. Let me, no I show you up there. Go ahead. What's up, bud? How we doing? <laughs> I, I mean, at the, listen, I, let me, let me roll it out. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, <laughs> Um, it's a business decision. It is. It is a business decision, and whether you like it or not, Ute fan, uh, BYU okay, fan is go. is is more out and about uh, than Ute fan is most of the time. So you know, yeah, it is a business decision. However, Look, I I wanted a, a Utah thumbnail. No, you didn't. No, I you wanted didn't. a Utah thumbnail celebrating Kyle Whittingham as the <laughs> greatest. No, you did in the history of college football. Uh, I actually asked for a Ron McBride thumbnail. Uh, I was declined. Um, and then I was going to make a Jacob Conover thumbnail, but then he said that was too far. You know, and then I put a card on file after I was declined the first time. Yeah. Um, you know, and I asked for an Urban Meyer, you know, TCU thumbnail. I didn't get that either. Mm-hmm. And so then I threw a Hail Mary up and asked for a Scott Mitchell um, unrivaled thumbnail. I really he, don't care if you think it's us. And he said nobody will ever listen to the show if it's called unrivaled. So, you know probably too far anyway facts spencer my point is good to see you i appreciate you being here uh you know you good talk you know good talk uh tanner says that's not true monty we're byu fans we byu fans can be super irrational at times uh but byu fan you just tend to be victims okay like there's a sure it's irrational victimization of oneself, like you need your own self-policed SVU unit for the way you victimize yourself. But like Utah fan, I mean, there is no irrational like Utah fan. I mean, before before fall camp even opens, they park their car at the edge of the cliff, <laughs> and then the first snap of fall camp, like they're 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 doing a burnout. They're, they're, they're just like, cease, it's over. Incomplete pass. Drive over the cliff. It's over. <laughs> Relax. 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 Uncle Monty's gotcha. Well, yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Well said. And then there's BYU. All right. Let's move on. So BYU uh, had a nice season, and it's over now. Fexes me. I mean, I, it, we showed tremendous sportsmanship on BYU radio. We showed tremendous sportsmanship, and we're proud of the young men and the things that they accomplished this season, but it's over. And I know that I'm the only one who thinks this way, and, you know, a guy on Twitter on Sunday morning, I think it was, or maybe it was Friday, I don't know, um, sometime in the last few days called me a sinner. And because I said that, Sportsmanship is not as important as getting to a New Year's Six Bowl. God bless. And you know what? Listen. 
you can't tell me that this performance out of BYU against Georgia Southern was good enough. You scored 34 points. Neat. That's cool, man. Enjoy the Independence Bowl. Seriously. Enjoy the Independence Bowl. Oh, wait. Your bowl game is, is you know, next weekend against USC. Good luck. Like, I, I am incredibly disappointed in BYU this morning. And, <laughs> excuse me, the last two games, taking your foot off the gas, allowing Georgia Southern to disrespect you. I mean, he knocked your helmet off. So just keep taking knees. Just keep taking knees. Repeatedly during that game, Georgia Southern took physical shots, took physical liberties with BYU, and you're still kneeling down. Yeah. You know, at some point, okay, fine, throw out the fact that you're trying to impress a committee of people who use their opinions, not facts, to, you know, gain a spot in one of the most prestigious bowls in college football, earn yourself a recruiting feather, earn yourself a big payday, put yourself on TV, give your fans a place to, dest you know, a destination to travel to. Mm -hmm. Throw all that out. Y you've got to prove a point that you are not to be trifled with. That you're not just going to lay down and let people punch you in the face and rip your helmet off, which you did. It was an incredibly disappointing performance. And I know that, that hey, we doubled them up. We won 34-17. Not nearly enough. And as far as the too nice thing goes, Kalani's too nice. Yeah. Kalani is too nice. I am not the guy who, who wants to make friends. I want to win national championships. And Kalani Sataki showed me the last three weeks he's too nice. And that's really unfortunate. I think the guy is a tremendous football coach. I think BYU's had a tremendous season. And it, they've, they've left a lot of meat on the bone here. They, they should be going to a New Year's Six Bowl. You're 13th in the AP pool. You know, you moved up a spot. But I, I have no hopes for this college football playoff ranking. Even though Michigan State, exactly what we, you know, because I know everything. I'm perfect. We got uh, it. As we told you, yeah, thank you. Uh, Shout out to Mo Bamba. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, ask Mo Bamba. He knows. Yeah. Um, but as we told you, <laughs> you knew Michigan State was going to get absolutely bamboozled by Ohio State. Yeah. They got crushed. You had a chance to move up there. My guess is Michigan State will still be ranked ahead of you. You know, like I, I just, I'm, in, I'm incredibly frustrated by it. Yeah. I, my biggest thing was, you know, the disrespect portion that you were saying. Like, how do you allow a team to do what they did? You know, how do you allow a team to, to you know, take the hell like hit hit you like like they it just was dirty. It was it was it was dirty, and and I don't understand why. I, I would love for BYU fan to 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 explain to me why you have to be nice. We're not playing chess here. We're playing tackle football. You know, like we're not like I I, I it's just amazing to me. It, it, it's amazing to me. You know, you you the the contrast between these two programs is amazing. You know, like in this Oregon game for Utah, Utah had one mission, and that was to end Oregon. That was to come out, dominate this team, and send a clear message that that Pac-12 championship game is going to be insane. Uh, on the other hand, you have BYU who, you know, goes to Georgia Southern, and for whatever reason, just, I, you know, in my opinion, you didn't really show up. Like, yeah, you put no. up 34 points, but you didn't really show up. You didn't. You didn't you didn't put up at least fifty. Like to me, that's the minimum on a team like that. Fifty's the minimum. I'd have loved to seen like sixty, sixty five. 
Honestly, that's what I would have loved to have seen this weekend out of BYU. But I don't know. We'll see, man. I just think that that the opportunity is being lost. For the first time in how long do you have an opportunity to get into a New Year's Six Bowl, to add that to the recruiting game, to do all these great things that you've never really had access to in the last however long? And you want to be nice. And you don't want to run up the score. Zero sacks, zero pass defended, um, only six tackles for loss against an inferior Georgia Southern team. It's frustrating. It was yeah. frustrating to watch. You know, and, and it's just it's one of those things where you realize that you know winning games at this level is not enough when you're an independent. And maybe it's just hey, you know, we're just trying to make friends, and you know, maybe it is just about you know being being a nice guy. But if you're going to punch me in the face, I'm going to knock your head off. Yeah. You know, like, and, you know, if if you didn't take cues from the Nakua brothers out there defending themselves, you know, like, I, I don't understand how you let that happen at the end of the game. I really don't. I mean, he ripped your helmet off. Anyway. And now you have USC left. And you're going to face an old friend in Jackson Dart. Um you know, that's at the Coliseum on Saturday. I mean, it's a it's a great game. Big game. Um, you know, I, I have I have probably five, six USC alumni who are friends and all of them are like, Yeah, I can't wait to see Kalani in person. Like they're all they're all hearing about it. Yep. They're all hearing this about it. This is a big this is a big game for so many different reasons. I mean, obviously BYU season, obviously the Kalani coaching carousel, if you will. Um, I, I, I think, you know, and you can get deeper into the whole thing, but I just think that this USC game, you know, I'm not going to say that the opportunity for BYU to beat USC has been like tainted now or something, but I do feel like because you didn't handle your business against Georgia Southern, it's not as, it's not as impactful. If you would have run up 60 on Georgia Southern and then you, run up another you 35. You had a chance yeah. to have three straight 60-point games. Yeah. And this is why I say, like, it, it, a bunch of people on Twitter were like, oh, we lost it after the Baylor game. Well, actually, you didn't because you're 13th. Yeah, I mean, the committee's not telling you you did. You're 13th. Yeah. And, you know, like Oklahoma's right in front of you. They have Bedlam this weekend. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. You knew Michigan State was going to lose that game. Right, I mean, like this is not. Look at how far Oregon fell. Yeah, it. it I, I'm telling you right now, if you just scored 66, 64, you know, like put up 59, 60 points after a bye week where you didn't fall at all, send a message. Like, and, and this is the other thing. Everybody telling me I don't know what I'm talking about, and everybody said BYU is going to plummet after uh, after the bye week. I told you they weren't going anywhere. The committee values BYU. There's there's no question about that. They know that they've had bowl game attendance issues. They know they've had bowl game ratings issues. They know that Capital One Bowl Week on ESPN has had some ratings fluctuation. You put BYU on a bowl, in, in a bowl game, you're going to get 50,000 BYU fans. You're going to get 2 million people watching on TV. Yep. They value BYU. BYU's a good story. And then you came out and played Mr. Nice Guy. So the idea that the New Year's Six Bulls have been gone for, you know, since the Baylor game, I got news for you. That's just not the case. You're 13th. You're 13th. How many times can I say that? You're 13th. You're 13th. And you're telling me the New Year's Six Bulls. By the way, those are six games with two teams. Get into the top 10 and you're a lock. You're 13th. What if you go and you 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 – Run USC. So, by the way, are we going to be nice against USC as well? 
because USC is terrible right now. Let's say BYU's up 24 nothing at the half. Nope. Well, time for Jacob Conover. No, it's not. It's time to put up 60 on, on USC. You have to do that. Now, frankly, with their, their caliber of athlete, you're probably not doing that. Just on athletic ability alone, I mean, you're not the athletes that you UCLA is. What do you do as UCLA scored 66 or whatever? Yeah. You're not putting that up on USC. You don't yeah. have that caliber of athlete. But there's no reason you can't score 45 on, on USC. Yeah. There's no reason. They're, they're, they're injured on offense. Their top wide receiver, their top running back, their best offensive lineman. Yep. Both their quarterbacks are dinged up. There's no reason you shouldn't go to USC and dominate. And by the way, if you do that, I'm telling you, you had a chance. You had a chance, and it feels like all that's lost. It feels like all of that is lost, and that BYU is going to the Independence Bowl. Now it feels like you've decelerated. That And it just it's crazy it's to frustrating. me that so many BYU fans are like, oh, it was over after the Boise game. It was over after the Baylor game. No, it wasn't. It was not. You, I'm not talking about getting into the college football playoff. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about getting into a New Year's Six Bowl. Let everything else fall where it may at that point. There's no reason you can't play in a New Year's Six Bowl. No reason at all. All you had to do was prove your point. And yeah. if, if Michigan State has shown you anything, it's that the committee, which we already knew, right? The college football playoff committee uses their opinion. They use what happens on the field. They're openly talking about it. And the Michigan State-Michigan thing, the Oklahoma thing, the Cincinnati thing, the fact that now, by the way, if you look at what happened in the AP poll, anybody see that Alabama won against Arkansas and they fell a spot? So tell me again that conjecture and opinion, Do you, you think just an average everyday win, huh, Just we just got to win, fellas. No, you don't. Yeah. Every game's about proving a point. And Alabama, we watched most of that game. Alabama looked lackluster against Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Won the game, and they fell. Funny how that works. Because it's opinion. Not rocket science. So when this comes out tomorrow, anybody who doesn't believe that Ohio State, Ohio State's going to be number two tomorrow in the college football playoff. Ohio State's going to be number two tomorrow. No doubt about it. I, I, I mean, it, it will be Georgia, Georgia. Georgia. 11-0 Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Alabama, roll tide. Three, my guess is Cincinnati 4 and Notre Dame 5. That would be my guess. Now, Michigan or Oklahoma State? Yeah, that's where the committee comes in. Probably doesn't matter because what do we have this weekend? By the way, for everybody who said, lots over, BYU's got no shot. Anybody notice that Michigan and Ohio State are going to play this weekend? Hey, man. Opportunity. By the way, how did it work out for BYU fans that Utah beat Oregon? Only helps them strength the schedule, right? Only helps them. Yep. So, you know that Michigan's going to plummet. Look how far Michigan State fell. Michigan State in the AP pool is 12th. You're 13th. If you just scored 60 points three times in a row, do you think you'd be 12th or 11th right now? You think you would have leapfrogged Oregon? Probably not. But you'd probably be 12th. I'm just telling you, nothing was lost until you decided not to show up against Georgia, Georgia Southern. Yep. So, I know. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's only sports and football. Do you even watch BYU games? I don't. Who's BYU? Oh, you mean Brigham? Brigham. Um, David McPhail says a week and a half 
uh, from now, you milk boys are going to be choking on your cud so bad. Uh, okay. Not really sure what that means. Yeah, it, you know. Um, Brian Carter says Georgia Southern wanted the ball back even if it was after BYU's touchdown. Opportunity lost on multiple levels. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Brandon Whiteside says good bowl game uh, would be Notre Dame versus BYU. Well, Notre Dame's fifth in the country. So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Tanner Plummer says you're 13th. Actually, Monty, BYU is 14th right now. They could be 13th tomorrow. Well, no, in the AP poll, you're 13th, which generally has been pretty accurate. A pretty good indicator of what's going to happen in the college football playoff. Oh, that's right, because they're pretty much the same kind of thinkers that put the like it's their fans. Yeah, they're fa- they're industry experts. They're fans. They're they're not using formulas. It, it, this ain't the BCS. There's a TV on the wall that has a schedule <laughs> of whatever team they're talking about. And it's they're just and it's walk through it and talk about it, and that's it. It's absolutely true. Like that's all it is, man. It's not like some. I think people think that these guys have like some. You know, well, Jake, Scott, it's a computer algorithm, and uh, we call that big computer over there they're Scotty. They're in New York City in you know. a skyscraper building with a with a building yeah. full of people running numbers. Yeah, no, they're and not. it's going to spit out an algorithm and shit. No, they're at the they're at the damn golf course in a conference room with a TV on the wall, and they're talking about these teams and the schedule. It's that simple. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, it it, it is what it is. Do BYU coaches even watch football? No. The Nakua's nope. do, Ramiro said. Yeah, the, the Nakua's do. The Nakua's do. You know, it is what it is. I, I just think it's one of those things where BYU's had a nice season. You know, like it. As it you is, climb, you have to learn how to win and handle your business. And that's the process they're going through right now. Norge Coog says zero passes defended. They had two picks. Different stat. Pass oh. defended is not the same thing as an interception. Uh, I doubt the committee watched a game on ESPN+. Plus. Well, see Big Mugamba. That's his name. Big Mugamba, that's exactly my point. You're right. They didn't watch the game. Shout to Mugamba. You know what they do watch? Well, they watch the box score, and they watch the highlights. And they see that BYU played Georgia Southern, who most people don't even know that Clay Helton's the head coach of that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they see that they only, only scored 34 points. So, that's not impressive. Doesn't send a good message. Not now, impressive. Jesus. By the way, Ute fan talking about how Utah is going to vault over BYU. I think if, if Utah wins the Pac-12 championship, they will pass BYU in the standings. I think they will. I think because I don't. I just don't see how BYU improves their situation though, because you're playing a really crappy USC team that got boat raced by a really crappy UCLA team. Yeah, and everybody knows that USC is not good this year. Everybody. So it's it's just hard for BYU to improve their position because now the opportunity for teams to lose that shrinks. And now the problem is like Ohio State and Michigan's a really good point. Like okay, Michigan loses to Ohio State. That's the number, you know, two team in the country. You're going to fall two or three spots. You're not probably going to fall 10 spots, right? I mean, I wouldn't think so. That's the yeah. number two team in the country. Yeah. That makes it difficult. You know, Alabama beats Auburn. Well, is Alabama going to move up? Well, they're already third. Well, Ohio State's going to boat race Michigan, so it's probably not. You know, like do the math. Your chance to move up or take big leaps is over now. 
it's over. You you don't have a great way to improve your resume. The only way you can improve your resume now is by making a statement against USC. And I don't I'm not trying to be Mr. Negative on it, and I know it comes off that way I would assume. But BYU's had a nice season. I mean, you've had a nice season. You you've accomplished a lot. You didn't accomplish what you wanted to accomplish. But you've recruited your ass off. Yep. You're in the Big 12. You beat Utah by all measures. If I just said, hey, you're going to get into the Big 12, you're going to dominate the state in recruiting, and you're going to beat Utah. Is that a good season? Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I, I see the, the thing that's really hard for me is I know what you've left on the table. I'm not a BYU fan, so I can look at it analytically, unemotionally. Mm-hmm. I know what you left on the table. You absolutely gave away a New Year's Six Bowl with your last two games. You gave a, a month ago. You were in perfect spot. New Year's Six Bowl, sixty-six against Bronco. Perfect. Yeah, 60, 60, 35, 40 against USC. We're into a New Year's Six Bowl. The path was clear. Didn't happen. You know, like it, it is to me. Um, like Jeremy Bolton, exactly. BYU's chance for a New Year's Six Bowl was Boise State. Period. That's completely, absolutely wrong. Wrong. One hundred percent not true in any way shape or form if BYU had just that one loss even if BYU had just lost to Boise or had just lost to Baylor they're they're a top 10 team right now Mm -hmm. nothing to even talk about so you can lose a game and in BYU's space you can lose too yeah but if you're sitting here telling yourself this morning well we lost the New Year's Six Bowl against Boise you don't know football. You don't know how the committee votes. You don't know what the committee looks at. You don't understand momentum, and you don't understand the college football playoff and what role the New Year's Six plays in the college football playoff. Are we clear on that? If you think that Boise State, the loss to Boise State, means that BYU's out of a New Year's Six, you frankly just don't know football. You're a fan, and you just watch your team, and it's cool, and everything's great because it's not. You lost a, uh, you likely lost a shot at a New Year's Six when you you took your foot off the gas um, against two, two weeks ago Idaho State. Idaho State. Thank you. Yep. Why do I always want to say Florida? Atlanta? I have no idea, man. They're all the same. Against Idaho State, and then you came out and dropped a dud against Georgia Southern. Yep. Your resume. Listen, if it had been 66, 59, 60, 65 against Georgia, sixty to seventeen. We're good. We're good to go. We just got to go and beat USC, and we're probably in a New Year's Six. Because you knew Oregon was going to lose. You knew Michigan State was going to lose. And as soon as Michigan State lost, they were going to, like, tumble yeah. down the cliff. Like, it was over. Yeah. One, like, Michigan State, hey, hey, Michigan State, that's a team. They lose, it's over. But, see, the luxury, the best part and the worst part is nobody watches BYU on that committee. Nobody. So they're just looking at your resume. Well, look at the, all these Pac-12 wins and look what they did to, to, well, you know, they beat Utah and look what Utah did to Oregon. And man, look at this. They put 66 up on Virginia and they put 67 up on Idaho State. That's not Florida Atlantic. Man, and then they put 63 on Georgia Southern. Dude, what oh. a role this team's on. And, they, and then they scored 35 on USC at USC to end their season. And held them to less than 20 points. And we're going to get 2 million people watching the game and probably 50,000 at the game. Yeah, I think we can fit them in. Mm. That's how the committee works how the committee works that's it like it's conjecture 
Look at what happened. Again, not to be redundant, but look what happened with Michigan and Michigan State. By the way, anybody know who won the Michigan-Michigan State game? Okay, well, uh, Michigan State did. But wait, that can't be true because Michigan's ranked ahead of Michigan State. Oh, that's right. It's opinion. It, that's the only thing you need. That's the only thing you need. They lost to Michigan State 37-33, and they were still ranked ahead of Michigan State. Yeah, it's narrative. It's it's the story that you can tell. You're crazy. Uh, this it, it since the BCS ended, this is what the college football playoff, which is and kind of embarrassing in concept. I mean, it is kind of embarrassing, but it is what it is. I mean, that's that's how it works. Yeah. Cam Harrison says, "Great season for BYU." I agree, Monty. Uh, show out, Mo Bamba. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, Spencer Morgan says, "BYU does not have the tie-in for the New Year Six because they're not in a G5." Do I really have to explain this? I think that's some trolling. I'm going to leave it. Um, you know, Spencer Morgan says for BYU to be in a New Year Six, they would have had uh, to had to be getting in in addition to another. That's exactly right. Which the committee has said they would do. The committee has all along repeatedly said we want the best teams yeah. in. There are no rules. Really, there are no rules, so it's impossible for BYU to get in. It's not. I want it. It's not. It's not. It it just is that I'm I'm telling you. I I could we can sit here and argue about it. I, you're wrong. If you think that BYU had no chance to get into a New Year's Six Bowl, you're wrong. Yeah, that's just not true. I, I mean, everybody's been talking about it. If we're wrong, then ESPN's wrong. Then like every major college football pundit BYU is wrong. BYU Sports Nation is wrong. No. You watch your mouth. Anyway, my point is, every major college football pundit has been talking about it. Yeah. It's no different than the BCS buster. Oh, but that couldn't have happened. But anyway. Uh, Hawaii, here we come, says BYU just needs 100 against USC and they'll be fine. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. Did I just hear someone has the name Hawaii, here we come? Correct unbelievable absolutely incredible whoever you are that's amazing you know that's what i'm saying it's I, amazing. I yeah okay what other comments we got what other comments we got nord coog says interesting that uh, michigan state is only seven votes ahead of byu in the ap your argument is very valid a win in order a win in the order you described against georgia southern would have maybe also vaulted them ahead of oregon yeah because it's the story i mean it's it, humanity we can say I mean, we can say hey maybe they might have got in front of this team or that team but at the end of the day the problem here is that now we, we we can't say it either way we can't even play the what if game because because you didn't do what you were supposed to do now again to your point and i think it's a great point because nobody on the committee watches byu games they can get away with some things Right. So like this Georgia Southern performance, nobody's going to know that you basically got punched in the face at the end of the game. Nobody's going to know that you got burritos thrown at you. Nobody's going to know like all this stuff that happened. But what they're going to know is the box score. That's the problem. They're yeah. going to see, ah, you didn't put up points. Cal said, I don't understand why this is such a difficult conversation for BYU fans to have. We didn't do the job. It is very clear that the committee has used their opinion to rank teams. Yeah. You're exactly right that there's no computer formula, which is what everybody hated about the BCS. Now there's no computer and everybody hates the college football playoff. It's never going to be good enough. 
Makes me want to puke. It's never going to be good enough. No, it's not. No, it's not. And that's fine. It's you're, fine. You're arguing that BYU had no chance. But you're talking about human beings that can do whatever they want to do. Yeah. They, they literally, literally can do anything they want. They're in control of who wins or who plays They could for. put UTSA number one in the country if they wanted to. They're in control of who plays for a national championship. Yeah. Now, would they do that? No, they would not. Would BYU have ever been like one of the top three? T- no. No. They would not. Right? Now, when they're in the Big 12, okay, different story, different, you know, path to greatness, whatever. But that's not where we are. But you had your seat at the table. That, that it, It's amazing to me. You know. It, it, it is what it is. It, it's it's not worth arguing about. I'm telling you, if you think they had no chance, you just – And I still – by the way, I crazy. still think they have a sliver of a chance. I still think they've no. got a shot, dude. I just not – there. there's no resume there anymore. There's no mm. there there. There's nothing special or unique about BYU football now because they're, they're not boat racing terrible teams and beating P5s and – proving that they belong and look at this like a great story and there's no there there i don't know you don't think if they if they were to put up they're not doing 60 against sc but like if they did you know 45 let's say or i think the problem with sc is that that they just don't win games anymore yeah but then but then you'd be able to say okay six p5 wins like you know you i don't know i still think I'm not trying to be stubborn. I just still think, like, if we're talking about storytelling, I mean, they still have a bit of a story, right? I mean, you've still got yeah. six P5 wins. You beat this Utah team, like, uh, you know, a I little know. bit. I, I think when you get down to the last, yeah, there's so much reading of resumes. There is, yeah. And when you when you look at who Utah has beaten, okay, well, they've dominated the South. They beat Oregon. Like, there's a clear no, they, the, the emotion, the, the you know, we've had Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe, and, you know, they absolutely crushed the Ducks. And that was impressive, dude. It, momentum, story, resume. You look at BYU, and BYU's story is, well, you know, they came out and, you know, they got in the Big 12 now, and, you know, they, they went on that incredible run. They were 5-0. and oh. Yeah, they lost to Boise, but, you know, that was in, you know, in, you know, midway through the season and at Baylor. Baylor's ranked ahead of you, so that loss isn't tragic. It's not like you, you know, it's not like both of your losses were, you know, Boise-type losses, right? You, you lost to a ranked Baylor team who's ranked ahead of you now. Yeah. Okay, not the end of the world, right? But look, then they score 21 at Corvallis and – 66 against a respected Virginia team and 59. I mean, they put up 59 on Idaho state Mm -hmm. and then 34 and then whatever it is, you have no way to backstop that. Yeah. Like it, you just, it just feels like the car slipped out of gear. That's what it feels like. And you're going to wind up in the independence bowl and you're going to wonder what could have been. And most BYU fans won't. And we, we won't, you know, six months from now, we won't even be talking about this. And it'll be like, oh, man, what a year that was. Remember, we got into the, you know, the Big 12 the same weekend we beat Utah. And that's what the narrative will be. Yeah. And we'll paint over this and it'll look beautiful. And But just remember, just remember, November 22nd, 2021, you were too nice. And you allowed Georgia Southern, of all people, to rip your helmet off and you did nothing about it. 
that's what really irks. That's what irks me. Yeah. Hey, if you're not going to get into a, a New Year's Six, I mean, okay, it was a big ask anyway. It was unlikely anyway. But hey, you know what? You did everything you could do. And you, you know what? You, you had that riot against Georgia Southern because they, you know, went after, you know, Puka and, and, you know, then like they ripped your helmet off. So, you know, enough was enough. You had to kick their ass. That would have been amazing. That would have been, that would have been making a statement. But, you know, the other thing is, think about it this way. You're decelerating. You're going to an independent, the Independence Bowl. What if Kalani leaves? Then what? I don't think he will. Yeah, I, 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 it, it makes me nervous every day that goes by. They don't announce a, a reworked version of his contract. Okay, that I agree with. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Other than you're trying, you know, like I, I, my guess is the offset buyout language, or whatever, however you want to term it, is what's standing in the way. Because mm -hmm. Bunny's not standing in the way. He's already well paid. And I, I can't believe that BYU – would not up the compensation and stability for his staff. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. I mean, you've, you know, money's not the issue at BYU. My guess is it's buyout. My guess is it's technicalities. And Kalani's going to, I'm telling you, he's going. he's got an interview request from, from USC. He's got an interview request from LSU. He's got going to have an interview request from Washington. Yeah. I mean, do you really want him out talking to other people? I would just prevent it. I would not allow him to do it. And you do that by locking the guy up. Wouldn't be the first time we've seen that in this state. You know, I, I, I just, I think you have to, you have to do everything that you can do to keep Kalani in, in, in Provo. Cause it's really hard to find a quality head football coach that checks all of his boxes, man. And USC, every time I talk to somebody at USC. Yeah. They're about it. They, that to have a Polynesian head coach, that is that is defense first and can recruit offense are you kidding me like it is it, it is already an easier task to build talent at USC like the kids want to go to USC the lifestyle yeah the you know the campus the chicks the life the you know the parties the academics you know like kids want to go there yeah the NIL opportunities Kids want to be in L.A. They want to be at USC. They want to be at USC more than they want to play football at UCLA. And now I guarantee you the narrative that you can use to recruit at USC is bring USC back to glory. Bring bring the men of Troy back to the national championship. Man, it's easy. Yeah. To hire a guy like Kalani Sataki to do that, Pac-12 experience, best defensive coordinator in the conference while he was at Utah, come on. Look what he's done at, U at, at BYU. Mm -hmm. I would not even let him talk to people. I would not. Yeah. Because, you know, truth be told, I wouldn't go take the Washington job right now. I think it's a great job. It's I not think a better Washington job than USC, though. That's um, for sure. All th when, all when, when you're not having coaches throwing kids in the lockers in the Washington locker room, yeah, it probably is. A, a, it's pretty close. It mm. But it depends on what you value. Yeah. You know, it depends if you value Hollywood and the glitz and the glam and – uh, that lifestyle, USC is tough to beat. USC is tough to beat. But you know what else it is? It's the polar opposite of Provo. Yeah. That's a different world. Expectations are through the roof at USC. They're not at BYU. Yeah. They're, this conversation we've had today, 
the the acceptance of failure at BYU is just fine. Hey, we had a nice season, boys. All right, go get him. Try know, again like, next year. Yeah, we got basketball now. All right, Coach Pope, you're the best. You know, like <laughs> that's what BYU is. Yeah, that's like, and you know, as much as we were talking earlier about irrational Utah fans, Utah fans expect to win the Pac-12 championship every year. And by yes, the way, should. by the way, it's becoming habit that Utah wins the South now. Yeah, like it's becoming a habit, and that's the expectation. Yep. It's not the expectation at BYU. It's not. Winning is not the most important thing at BYU. Very clearly, based on this conversation. Actions speak louder than words, and, and they've sent that message. You know, the fact that you want to be nice and you made a decision not to score more on Idaho State, and you made a decision to play nice guy, whoa, hey, we're not going to lower ourselves to that level. What level would that be? Like, <laughs> I'd have beat wholesale ass against Georgia State. Yeah, dude, I, uh, 70. Let's go. I would have... As soon as the Puka Nakua thing happened, that that would have been it. I'm, you know, listen, call it what it is. Georgia Southern, we're doing you a solid. We filled your stadium, you know. We brought a bunch of fans, brought a bunch of eyeballs to your program. Nobody knows who you are. How many people? Cares to know. How many people listening to the show even know what Georgia Southern's mascot is? Or like you said, Clay Helton's existence at Georgia Southern. Nobody knows who you are. And then you're going to punch us in the face and disrespect us and try to take physical advantage of us? Yeah, and then we're just going to keep taking knees. By the way, there's a minute and a half to go and we're up 50 points. Here, let's make that 57. Right? Let's prove a point. No, we don't do that. We score 34 and 17's enough. And Neat. All right. It really frustrates me. Yeah. It really frustrates me. Anyway. Avery Cope, a man of Polynesian descent and charisma like Kalani, would absolutely own recruiting in uh, in the West Coast at USC. I'm terrified they'll take him away. You should be, because I I I am telling you now. I've heard repeatedly. It's why LSU wants to talk to him. I don't think LSU will hire him. I think LSU wants a born and bred SEC SEC man. Yeah. But he's in the conversation for every major opening, and as he should be, he's earned that. With what he's done, he's earned that. But he's only in the conversation because he's vulnerable. Yeah. BYU is vulnerable. Like, there's nothing keeping him at BYU. If USC wanted to hire him and he wanted to go, he could go. He could go. Who's going to replace Kalani Sataki? Yeah, I don't know either. There's not – you don't replace Kalani Sataki. You don't. He is the perfect guy. Yeah. The perfect guy. You know. Anyway. Okay, Giggity says, BYU didn't show half the fight Isaiah Stewart had last night. No, I agree. And I, I, there's a ton of comments today um, on this BYU discussion. Um, Rag Coog fan says, you're an idiot. BYU was never going to a, a New Year's Six. The church alone is reason enough to keep them out. Oh, stop. There you stop, go. Stop, stop, um, stop. Gregor Farv. Okay, Gregor. Your name's Greg. Uh, Who the fuck is that guy? Hey. Uh, Gregor says, I just hate so much. We're in this position every year, yeah. just on the outside looking in. Yep. Every single every year. Every single year. Dude. Um, Calvin says, finally, someone's speaking the truth. We should have, could have, and did not do better. Yeah. Should have and could have really hurt. Should have words like should have. You never want to be associated with that. A couple more. And then we got to move on to, uh, LeBron being a cheap shot artist. Um, Nicholas Vela says, remember Coastal Carolina uh, did the same thing. Yeah. That's your reputation. Memphis did the same thing. It's your reputation. Um, 
Jeremy Bolton says, LOL, the acceptance of failure. That's incredible. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. How am I, how am I wrong that BYU fans have normalized mediocre mediocre performance on the football field? Mm-hmm. How, how, how are you telling me that's incorrect? BYU fans have a very high tolerance for mediocrity. You're okay with it. Oh man. Every year we're just on the outside looking in every year. It's the blah, blah, blah. Like that's what we hear. Yeah. You know, uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I bet that's uh, Kalani's recruiting tool. Come to BYU where we accept failure. Dude, you can be crass and sarcastic all you want, but you, you can't back up what you're saying. Yeah, you have no leg to stand on. You know, like that's the – this is the whole this, – And this is what BYU fan doesn't want to admit. You don't want to admit that your program is not a killer program. You, It, it is awesome to talk BYU when they're fun, but BYU fan doesn't want to talk. We literally have – you know what's funny? And, and typically we wouldn't bring this up, but I think this is on point for this conversation. Every time BYU wins a game, we do thousands upon thousands of views on this channel for BYU content. Every time BYU loses a game, it seems like BYU fan doesn't want to show up to have the conversation. Correct. So I'm not trying to call you guys out, but you can't sit here and say that you don't, you know, you're you're not cool with, with failure if you if you're not willing to talk about it. I mean, it, it is literally you can't dispute the fact that you should have run it up against the Idaho State. You should have run it up against Georgia Southern. Like you can't, you can't get away from this stuff. College football is not a nice guy business. Yeah, and by the way, it's not rocket science as to how to be successful. If you're BYU, go undefeated, and you'll be, you'll be where you want to be. That's that's what you should be trying to do. And if you're going to be a one-loss BYU team, then damn, you better be running it up against everybody else. But they don't want to do that. So, yeah, be crass in the comments. But at the end of the day, the truth is what it is. And why is it okay to run it up against Utah but not Idaho State? Oh, because Utah's big brother. Utah's a team that we have to take down. They're our arch rival. Yeah. I got news for you. Every team that you play is your arch rival. You have to dominate these teams to get to where you want to go. I didn't – oh, no, 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 no. Jeremy Bolton, let's make sure we're real clear on this. Jeremy Bolton said, I'm not saying you're wrong. I wish they would have put up 70. I really do. I wanted Kalani to score on that last drive to shove it down their throats, but they didn't. To say they accept failure, that's a stretch. I didn't say they accept failure. I said you, BYU fan, accept failure, mediocrity. You, you don't, you're okay. How many comments on this show after Idaho State? Well, 59's enough. Well, I'm... What do we, like? What are we trying to prove? We gotta have sportsmanship. No, you don't. Football's not a nice guy business. Yeah, it never has been. You know, like it just. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's talk Utah Jazz basketball because finally you felt like they got their swag back, um, a little bit over the last couple of games, and you're seeing the three ball go in a little more, and you know you're looking. That Sacramento win was not insignificant, and with Rudy Gay you know, playing good basketball now, and you can see, you know, really well where he fits into this this Jazz team. I think you you saw some real bright lights from the Jazz against Sacramento. Over the last two games, I think you've seen some real bright lights out of the Jazz, Jake. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they've looked better, um, as I would expect them to. You know, you would expect them to handle the Kings. Um, but, you know, I, I still feel like Quinn is trying to find the actual rotation off the bench. I still feel like he's searching for what the best, you know, seven, eight guy combination 
is going to be. And there was one lineup in particular that I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I was a little bit confused as to what the logic of it was. So Joe, or I'm sorry, uh, Quinn runs out Joe Ingles and Trent Forrest on the floor together, which initially I was like, all right, cool. This is fine, right? Joe can stand in the corner on the wing. Yeah. He can shoot. Everything would be fine. But then what do we get? We get Joe Ingles playing point guard instead of Trent Forrest. I was Forrest. surprised by that. What are we doing? You know, I was and, surprised and, by and that. so, you know, tactically speaking, like, yeah, they won the game. But you can still see they're trying to figure out like what you know what are what are we going to be like we know we can shoot the three at a very successful rate we know that about this team that's not in secret everybody on planet Earth knows that the Jazz can shoot the three at a ridiculous rate but what happens when the three is not available to you that's what the conundrum is right now and in in tandem with that when the three is not available to you what personnel do you have to have on the floor? to to get over that hurdle and and I do think yes. Rudy Gay helps them with that but but I think at the end of the day I can't have Joe Ingles playing point guard anymore man I'm I'm sorry Joe that's not where you are well it was good to see Joe make some threes it I was mean, I to... mean he had a nice game no doubt I mean it's good to see the ball going in again and and by the way he deserves credit for continuing to shoot it that's something that never gets talked about I feel like he's still shooting it at a high rate yeah and I thought Rudy Gay contributed on a lot of different levels in that Kings game now obviously you know, he didn't score a lot. I think yeah. he had three points and one, one three. But to rebound, to play good defense, to see Rudy Gay sprinting up and down the floor, you know, gives you some some comfort that he's he's going to be there. Yeah. And I think that's really significant because if they can play small ball effectively, if they can be – if they can have some defensive continuity with Rudy off the floor, and if you can play Hassan and Rudy Gay together, mm -hmm. man, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. It's a lot Ru of length. Yeah, Rudy and Rudy Gay can shoot the three. You know, he equalizes a lot of matchups that right now, you know, before he was healthy, you weren't able to equalize. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, uh, it, the other thing that I think is so important is that you're starting to see, you know, like some consistency in the, in the starting five starting to come together. You know, like you're starting to see better ball movement. You're starting to see you know, more rim running from the bigs, like Rudy running rim to rim. I think Rudy Gobert had gotten away over the last couple of weeks from just rim running. Like all, all Rudy has to do is rebound the ball, kick it out and run to the, run to the jazz front of the rim offensively. And he creates so many problems and so much space, but he had been stopping at the free throw line or stopping at the, you know, the top of the ring to set a pick Yeah, that it was taking the jazz out of that ability to rotate the basketball and it just, it just, I think they had gotten clunky. You're seeing Rudy get a little deeper offensively off the initial set. And I think that's really opening up a lot of ball movement for the Jazz. So I think they have to keep doing that. And I also think the other part of this is Hassan Whiteside now is a lot more comfortable offensively. Yeah. He seems to really understand what he has to do. And you can see he's having a lot more fun. He's a lot more energetic on defense because he's more comfortable. Well, and I think in Quinn. The set. I think, you know, one thing that, that Hassan, not that Rudy can't do it, I just think Hassan's a bit better at it when he's in the game, is is they're able to get Hassan to the top of the key, you know, like the free throw, the free throw line area portion of the floor, and they're able to get him the ball there. And then he, it's almost like he's running, you know, uh, the option route in football. He can either take it himself and try to get his own, or he can kick it out to either wing, depending on how they have it set up. And I really like that 
that motion because once the ball goes to the middle, then goes to the weak side, the Jazz can swing it. And again, this is this is how they need to be creating offense. Swing the ball around to a guy who can make the shot. Preferably not Royce O'Neal, but if it's Royce, that's fine. He's been making it lately. So, you know, I that's these are the excuse kind of things me, I'm watching for. It, excuse me. It's Buckets O'Neal. My bad. Sorry. Sorry. Buckets O'Neal. Right. Right. Yeah. We get so it. disrespect. First it's BYU, now it's Buckets O'Neal that you just won't pronounce his name correctly. Yeah, I know. It's disrespectful, man. I know. Jeez. I know. Um, but the one thing I think is interesting, and I want to talk about this LeBron fight as well, guys are attacking Rudy Gobert now. And I think we saw it again in the Sacramento game. Rashawn Holmes is that guy. Mm. Rashawn Holmes has always been a guy. When we covered him in Phoenix, he was always that guy that was out looking for smoke. He's a gritty... I'll punch you in the face, guy. And Absolutely. now he's a lot more evolved offensively. And so now he has an impact on the game, and he still wants to knock your teeth out. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things you're seeing is the bigs on teams and the aggressive guards on teams are attacking Rudy Gobert. And Rudy's going to have to find some toughness, composure, but he's going to have to find a way – to stand up for himself because I think what you're seeing is guys know I mean he straight up said he's not gonna you know attack somebody in a fight on the floor yeah well and I think that's why guys are coming for him now I'm not telling you to go all Isaiah Stewart and you know like have a riot <laughs> but you've got to stand up for yourself and it'll be interesting to see because Rudy's not emotionally composed on most nights like I'm a man yeah you can get after Rudy's ass a little bit and he will respond yeah It'll be interesting to see how that goes on over the next couple of weeks. Because if you look at the schedule here coming up for the Jazz, they've got an interesting little set. Like Memphis is one of those grinder teams, and they got a bunch of dudes that'll come at you. Now the Jazz are going to torch Memphis. Let's not even kid ourselves. But New Orleans, Portland, Boston, Cleveland, and then Minnesota. There's some there's some athletes mm. in those games. Mm -hmm. There's some guards Look out for Minnesota. Yeah, there's some guards Dude. that want to come for you. Minnesota just beat Memphis by like 40 the other night, so the Jazz are definitely going to torch Memphis. But um, yeah, I think you know we're just going to keep talking about it. And and I you know we try to come up with creative and new angles on the Jazz, but at the same time you know that they're issues if you want to call them issues the, the things that they are working on that's how I prefer to word it the things they're working on are are really yeah they are tactical but the thing you can't teach is athleticism and I, Correct. And I, and I think that I, you know I look at Minnesota is a good example you know Anthony Edwards is playing out of his mind right now you know the guy is on the highlight reel constantly he's breaking people off he's dunking on people like the guy can play and and I don't really feel like there's a guy on this roster who I mean it's going to be Royce O'Neal who probably picks him up hello Buckets O'Neal, sorry. Um, you know, it's it's going to be, you know, Royce O'Neal, Buckets O'Neal. Buckets O'Neal. picks him up. But even him, the best defender the Jazz have by most people's standards, he's not going to be able to play one-on-one -on -one with Anthony Edwards and, and have success because right. he's not big enough and he's not quick enough. And, and, again, that's not hating on Royce, but it is what it is. I mean, that's just the, 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 the facts of the case. So – my point is, is that I think as these games go on, let's stop talking about whether they're going to win or lose these games. They're going to beat these teams. But what yes. I'm more curious about is how do they go about doing it? Are we getting, like, whether it's Hassan or Gobert in the game, are we getting that 
hey, let's move the ball into the middle, get the defense to collapse a little bit, and then let's kick it back out. Are we getting that motion? Because I'm telling you, they are lethal when they get that. Well, I'm curious how Quinn Snyder will, also in these games where you have quick athletic teams, mm -hmm. how does he, you know, like where when is Eric Pascoe going to get minutes back? I don't know because I think you're seeing the guys that are the guys that are losing some minutes very clearly. Joe Ingles is is has probably lost three to five minutes a game. Mm -hmm. Eric Pascal like is just not. I mean, I think he played two minutes against. I don't feel like he ever Sacramento. really got established though. Like like obviously Joe Ingles is is an established figure on this team, but so he's losing minutes to Rudy Gay. There's he no is, doubt he is. But my point with Pascal is just that I don't feel like Pascal. Not that this is a criticism of Pascal, but I just don't feel like Pascal has been around long enough yet to, like, hey, this is my established role. I don't think Quinn, again, and I feel like I'm that saying this a true. lot, I just don't feel like Quinn has a good grip yet on guys like, you know, like, we're figuring out Rudy Gay pretty quick, mainly because it's a pretty straightforward thing with Rudy Gay. But, like, with Pascal, there's so many different ways that you can use him. It's kind of like, what's the best way to use him on a nightly basis? Well, it depends on the team you're playing. You know, if, yeah. if, if, you know, I would have loved to have seen Pascal more against the Kings, you know, because it's the Kings. I would love to see Pascal out there against teams that you're definitely going to beat. I think you said they had Cleveland, right? Yeah. I, I want to see minutes for him in that Cleveland game. I'm curious, too, what they do to backstop um, Mike Conley. Because, you know the solution. They're just not using it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how that storyline goes. I think they're going to have to trade for a backup point guard I because you cannot continue – to have you're ask again. Joe Ingles is a is a really solid contributor to this team. Mm -hmm. he cannot be your point guard anymore, and I think Donovan in the playoffs, especially regular season, Donovan bringing the ball up is really not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. In the postseason, it takes him out of the offensive set because as we saw against the Clippers and a little bit against Memphis, but to a lesser extent, teams will double team him right at the mid stripe. They will, I mean, they will send two guys at him and you're, you're fine in the playoffs to let somebody other than Donovan Mitchell beat you. Yep. And if Mike Conley's healthy, it's going to be Mike Conley, but I'm curious when Mike's off the floor, who they give the ball to. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think you need to, and this is why I say, you know, Josh Hart's the perfect guy. You need somebody that can play the Alex Caruso bulls role. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need somebody that can play. Like if you think of the best teams, look at the Laker comeback last night. Speaking of LeBron, it's because they have multiple guys doing multiple things. Yeah. And then when it's crunch time, they count on their stars. That's what the jazz have to figure out. Who are those guys that are going to do multiple things for you? Here's the problem. And again, I know people hate this. Rudy needed needs for this team with this roster right now they need Rudy to be that difference maker offensively. And Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, sorry. He has to learn two things then. Yeah. Stop bringing the ball below your shoulders. He has a terrible habit, and I think it's because he wants to dribble. But Rudy Gobert cannot bring the ball below his shoulders, and he's got to stop trying to dribble at the top of the key. He wants to dribble across the paint, and teams just, just henpeck him to death. Yeah. And they it, it causes turnovers. I, I The thing that I – 
and I guess candies and nuts, right? Because it's probably not going to happen. But I just, I don't even, I've been thinking about this. I, I guess at a minimum, it's not even that Rudy needs a jumper at this point. You just need him to be able to kind of bully his way around down there. You need he, him to be able to put a shoulder to operate. Somebody. Yeah. He like, needs to be able to operate. The jump shot is there. You can, like he had one against Sacramento yeah, the did. other night. He did. Right? Like he's got that little five to eight foot jumper. That's all he needs. But let that be who you are. Because you're not a guy who's going to figure out how to dribble in the middle of the season. Which, you're, you don't have the footwork yeah. or the hand-eye coordination as a as a seven-footer to put the ball down low because you'll notice the reason he turns it over so much, by the way, is because he isn't flexible. He doesn't bend down to dribble the ball and protect it. So he's a seven-footer dribbling the ball up here. Well, guards are going to take that from you. All day. But my point is, I think in crunch time, Rudy Gobert is not going to be on the floor. I think you're going to see a heck of a lot more Rudy Gay and Hassan, Hassan Whiteside combinations yeah. when the game's on the line because – you can't afford the turnovers when you shoot the three as well as this Jazz team shoots the three. You have to value every possession. Yeah. Because it, it is it turns into five, eight, eleven point swings when you're turning the ball over. They turned the ball over three straight trips the other night. Yeah. That that's potentially nine, you know, eight to nine points. Yep. And you just you can't have that. You just can't have that. Now this LeBron thing last night, this is this is really terrible. Bush now, League. obviously, I am not a LeBron guy. You don't have to have watched this show very long to know that. Isn't isn't that who's on the wall, LeBron? Sure it is. And that's a LeBron sneaker there, and this is LeBron. Anyway, the point is, LeBron James punching Stewart in the face last night, and if it was accidental, I don't buy it was accidental. Yeah, whatever. He dude. was looking to make significant contact because I'm King James and you don't put your hands on me. My fucking ass. That was Bush League. It yeah. was a cheap shot to be sure. Now, what Stewart did was over-the-top, ridiculous. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? But LeBron deserves a suspension for this. Yeah. I'm tired of LeBron getting away with murder. Yes, the ejection was absolutely the right call, right? But now he needs to be punished further than that. You broke a man's face. I mean, he was bleeding. You broke a man's face. A lot, face. dude. Not a little bit. A lot. Because you punched him in the face. Because you were mad about what? I just and this is my point whether we're talking jazz or Lakers or anybody else dude you're playing the Pistons dude you were down 20 to the Pistons. I mean like, Mrs. Monty and I we had a really nice day yesterday did you yeah like we trimmed the tree we went out and had I I spited you because you went out on a date so we went and got soup and salad at Olive Garden for dinner you would. like we had a really nice day together mm -hmm. and then we flipped down the Laker game and we're like I was like, damn, they're down 19 to the Detroit Pistons. Now, maybe this is part of the brilliance of LeBron, right? On the other side, what ended up happening in this game? Oh, you punch somebody in the face, you get in a fight, you totally change the narrative of the game, no, and no, 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 all no, of a no, sudden no, no, they no. come back. No, 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 no. Well, you were busy getting a handy in the car. Go I was home. actually sitting on the couch. Thank you. I was actually sitting on the couch watching the game. Mm-hmm. The brilliance of the Lakers last night was Anthony Davis. That guy played like the best center in the NBA last night. Oh, because he is. And catching the ball in traffic, the ability to dunk, the ability to whip around a reverse layup, the ability to defend Cade Cunningham, not once but twice. There yeah. was a sequence in that yeah. game where he blocked a three-point shot from Cade, who got it back, who tried to go to the basket, and Anthony Davis was like, get the – out of here, man. Yep. Blocked his shot. Goes I'm down transition basket. Yep. I'm telling you, the Lakers are better 
when they play a frenetic, fast style of basketball, and I don't know that LeBron can play that way. I don't know that AD can play that way. AD played that way last night. Yeah, but he can't stay healthy playing that way. He's shown that many times. Yeah, that's probably true. I would agree with that. They need to be a better half-court set team. And now that Klay Thompson's close to returning for Golden State, he's practicing in Two full. weeks away. Now that you hear Kawhi Leonard's playing three-on-three. Three, league's only getting better. And this is my point with the Jazz, too. Right? The league's only getting better. So the, these Jared Butler... You know, not playing these, you know, yeah. issues that we see. Like, you got to solve these issues, man. And, and, and again, <clears throat> I'm not trying to criticize the Jazz. I'm just saying you know what's coming. You can see, just like with BYU, you can see team punishment coming for the Jazz at the end of the year. The league's getting healthy. Teams are getting better. And you can see, because inevitably, every NBA team goes through this. We saw it last year. We'll yeah. see it this year. Yep. At some point, the Jazz will lose 10 of 12. Everybody's going to freak out. They're going to make a trade. They're going to get some positivity going, and then they'll win a bunch of games. And so the question is just going to be, okay, well, well, are you when that cold streak does come, are you the two seed at that time, or are you already the fifth seed? Well, I wonder if the Jazz go cold because they, they can't shoot the three. Well, because we've seen it. It, it. I mean, if they continue to shoot the three like this, that's, that's scary. Let's get some of your comments in here. Zach Thornton says, if you love Kalani so much, why are you defending him? Who's defending Kalani today? They threw burritos at you, Kalani. You said that. Why didn't you crush them? Cause you yeah, couldn't. I think we specifically talked about that. The worst part is, hopefully, you didn't try to crush them. That'd be worse. Uh, Josh Lovern says, start the rumors of King James to Sacramento. Doubt that. Um, James Knight says, don't you guys get sick of bringing up the same crap about Gobert? Get it in your heads. He's a defensive beast with limited offensive other than a rim. It just won't change. Well, it is changing. Rudy is evolving as a player. Yeah, you can see it. He's shooting. He's got he's shooting much better. The free throw shooting's much better. This five to eight foot push jumper shot that he's got is going in. He just needs to stop turning the ball over off the dribble. And his composure is slightly better this year than it was last year. Well, he's leading the league in technical fouls. So he I don't is, know if we but, but, I'm, but, no, but, I'm, but I'm telling you, I mean, seriously, it is. A, it takes longer to get him going. You can still do it, but it does take a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, Richard McDonald said, as I said last week, BYU greater than Utah, Oregon. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, man. Okay. Stop. The, like you can live on that hill, but look, it's just man, not true. Addiction is a real thing. Mm -hmm. Smoking crack this early in the morning is not. Good. <laughs> uh, Spencer Morgan says they need to reduce Joe's minutes way more and give them to Butler and Pascal. I think you do need to re reduce Joe's minutes. By the way, am I not getting any credit for the Utah thumbnail that was on Friday? We said they were going duck hunting. We predicted a win and they won. And I don't get any credit for that. Come on, Morgan. Spencer, Spencer Morgan. Bet you weren't expecting this one. Spenmo? Spen oh, that's your new name. Uh, Spenmo. Josh Lovren says, Happy Turkey Week, boys. Did I miss the LBJ Stewart Circus talk? Nope. Right on time. We were right just talking time. about it. Uh, should LeBron be suspended? Yes, absolutely. How many 100%. Games? A game. 75 games? No. One How game. many games do they have left? 62? 62 games? Yeah, one game. Okay. I think one game, too. Yeah, one game. All right, so we're going to Maui. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, but as I mentioned, the handy in the parking lot last okay. night. Okay. Um, look, I'm just trying to bring out the truth, uh, and stuff. Uh, you had a date last night. Yeah, it actually went good. Um, it went well. 
Yeah, it went good. Mm-hmm. It went well? Yeah. Uh-huh. It went well. Um, We went to Slackwater. Is she um, hot? Oh, wait, is she hot? Yeah, she's hot. Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm breaking my narrative here. Blonde girl, 30. Doesn't look like your mom? Why? Why? See, why do you have to I say don't know why you would date somebody who doesn't look like your mom. Why do you have to say disrespectful things like that? Well. See, why do you have to do that? Because you generally date women that look like your mom. That's not true. How is it not true? It, because it's not. How many 5'10 brunettes have you dated? Um, one? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> one? Way more than that. No. Okay. No. That's not what we're about. Yes, it is. Okay, so she is, how tall is she? Five. Uh, five yeah, she's like 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, yeah, she's tall. Okay, so is she a natural blonde? Yes. Okay. And is she, like, what do you like about this girl? I like that she's 30 instead of my age. So. And let's recap, by the way. you're the. This is the girl that you were like, hey. Yeah. I'm going to feel you out by well that came out wrong. Uh I'm going to wow. I'm going to get wow. to know you by taking a walk around a she lake on our first date. She wanted to take a walk. So on your first date you guys went for a, a walk. We went for a walk what's around Oakhurst Lake. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Okay. Why is that bad? No, I'm not I'm not saying you, it's bad. You're judging for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I do. Yeah. Um so you guys went for a walk around the lake. Yeah. It and was a, it she was, was, it was like okay. She was a piece of white paper. Like she was pretty yeah, she boring wasn't, and plain. I mean, it just was like we had good, like decent conversation, but it wasn't. I didn't leave that feeling like, all right, this is something that has a lot of potential. You know, I kind of left that like, all right, I don't know if I'm going to see her again or not, mainly because I wasn't sure how she felt about it. You know, and then you know, two weeks went by or whatever it was, and um, you know, this was you the know. first time we were able to get together. And and then I went great. She was different this time. Like she was much more into it. The conversation was way better. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good time. And yeah, Slackwater's bomb. Highly recommend it. Yeah, Slackwater's amazing. Really, My wife really loves good, that place. Really good. Um, no, we went to the one in Sandy. You know. Oh boy, Mike's coming out. What? Oh, the mic's coming. Oh, I, sorry, I didn't. Mrs. Monty sometimes participates. Uh-oh. Not every day because we're you know. Anyway, what? It, it, hi. Hello. Honey. Honey. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I know what time it is. So, I'm just saying. Yeah. So this is this was a good date. So you guys. Yeah, this is a good date. Um, you know. What did she get at Slackwater? She's a vegetarian. Oh fuck! Here whoop we go. whoop. <laughs> and she got gluten free crust. Why are you dating whoop, a vegetarian? Wh- okay, what's wrong with vegetarians? A, you're never gonna own a smoker. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, I'm definitely going to own a smoker. I'm telling you right now. I do own it. Wait, whoa, whoa. I do own a smoker. Get the hell out that. of here with that. So, wait, hang on. I'm telling you, vegetarians are weirdos. Okay, well, you would know. I do. My wife's a vegetarian. So, get your facts straight. Which well, pretty much means I'm not a vegetarian. Yeah. We sp- we, she's, so, she's a foodie. She likes to travel. We were talking about food last night. Um, and I was like, she was like, well, what's some of the, your, because she likes to cook a lot. So what are some of your favorite foods? Artichoke hearts. Yeah. And so (laughs) that is delicious. Yeah. And I I was like, I'm all down. What's your favorite food? Brussels sprouts. I was, she was like, what do you like to eat? And I was like, Hey guys, let's get crazy and have some wine and, um, asparagus pan fried little butter, some lemon. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it just, it is what it is. So, I, yeah, I, you see how healthy that girl looks? She's uh, a vegetarian. I mean, there is nothing better than grilled romaine lettuce. Yeah, she does look good. Yeah, yeah. just saying. Oh, yeah. so she's hot. You know. I just said five minutes ago she was. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. So you're going to Maui now. Mm-hmm. Where'd you guys leave it with you going to Maui? That she, she's never been to Hawaii, so she was like, send me pictures. Like, well, I mean, oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We're good. 
Um, Giggity wants to know, can't be a foodie if you're not eating all types of food. And James Knight says, great, Jake gets a hottie and she won't eat meat. Well, How concerned are you she won't eat meat? Yeah, I've been immunized. I'm not. Well, yeah, is she vaccinated? Yes, she is. She is vaccinated. Wow. She's not Mormon. She's vaccinated. She does snowboard. Is she from here? Yes. She is? Yes. Okay. So when you say she snowboards... She's been snowboarding or she uh, snowboards. She hasn't she so she actually can ski and snowboard. She hasn't been in a couple of seasons, but it's definitely something she wants to keep doing. Okay. Nice. So, I yeah. like yeah. it. Vegetarian so. checks the box. Yeah, it's it's so far it's good. You, wait, yeah, travel. she's a ve- she's a vegetarian. Did you check her box? Okay. <sighs> what? It's a legitimate question. Sorry folks, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, what do I even is say? Is that HIPAA? Yeah. yeah, that's hip. Seriously, I think that, that is hip. I, I actually think that is hip. Yeah, yeah that's let's definitely not go hippo. check in her box. Come on. Uh, what is so? What do you? What do you? Are there any concerns? Any red flags? Uh not yet. I mean, I think you know. I, I, I no, no, there's not. Not yet. There's not. None, uh, there's not, not a, a major red one. flag. And that this I is see Megan. Yet. Yeah. Is, is it like Megan. M-E-G-A-N, M-E-G-H-A-N? No, it's M-E-G-H-A-N, I think. M-E-G-H... Meg-Han. Meg-Han. Yeah, it's That's okay. M-E-G-H- M-E-G-H-A-N. Okay. Are yeah. you putting a ring on it? Okay. okay. It's been two dates, like, bro. Yeah. Come on. Well, the first one was not... this knack. Yeah, okay. I do. Just Anyways. The living hell out of me. I do have that knack. But my question is, do you... Like, is she... I don't know. She was so different on one date one versus date yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe she was just tired on the walk. Hey, Jake, I have no idea. Jake, yeah. wait. Uh-huh. Yeah. No one will ever oh, be good enough for you. Oh, boy. It's not According the best situation, and it we all know that. It just doesn't matter. No, it's it not It just doesn't matter. He's going to scrutinize and think uh, but, everything. But, but, no, 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 no. That's you just know. what guys – but this is what guys do, right? I mean, when no. you get a new no. girlfriend, no. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh yes, my it gosh! Is. Were you like um, that with with your friend Lance? Were you like, oh, dude, horrible? I nope. didn't talk to Lance Red about flags. it. Yet. He's too busy cooking it. Uh, no, no, all no, no, the no, time. no. No, but when you when dudes talk to dudes about their new girlfriends, you this is exactly okay. What you do. But she's nope. not my girlfriend. Just for all the commenters out there, just want to make that clear. Okay, We're not there but yet. but but the girl that you're yes. you're giving most of the your girl attention that I'm interested to. in, yes. Boy, you went out of your way to clarify that. Yeah, well, because I don't want. I don't Are there know, other I prospects don't, don't listening she, to the no, show? No, there's not. But I don't know if she's listening or not. I have no idea. Oh. So I have no idea. She's not your. Okay, she's not your girlfriend. This was just a good second. See, thing. you don't you don't take that seriously. I do. You don't have a good tap on on how people are no, how seriously people. It. Yeah, we get it. We tap um, all the time. We get uh, it. But yeah. no, the point is you. Could, but this is this is an oddity. You like you're. Are you going to talk on the phone while you're in Maui? I don't know. There's not a plan. How is that possible? Because you think that everyone Why wants to talk on the phone, dude. Why does there have to be a plan dude? after, I'm not saying like, there's a, but I'm no, no, not no, saying that there's a plan. Okay, so okay. I'm going to go to Maui, and I want us to talk once a day, <laughs> and um, I'm hoping that maybe we can, you know, at least text at least she three times roasting. a day. But and, the point is, you guys uh, never talk on the phone. No, people our age don't talk on the phone. It's not the thing to do. Like, it's not. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. All you damn Gen Xers want to talk on the phone. Snooka says vegetarian equals red flag. That's what I'm saying. Homeless. uh, Homeless. Okay. Okay. Home space less. Yeah. Um, Says nobody has a girlfriend or girl met that's new. The ones that are already hooked up, huh? I always think the fake girlfriend story. She's hooked up with a bull rider. What? 
I have no idea what you're you talking what about, bro. Like, what said. the f- I, we, we need to learn how to be more concise in our comments. People. I'm with Jake. Forcing this so ridiculously cringe. Taking Talking on the phone is cringe, Monty. Listen to Jake. Talking on the phone. And that's Greg Hawkins, who's dude, a player. No, we, nobody my age talks on the phone, dude. We grew up at a time that you could only talk on the freaking phone. One I didn't phone. talk on the phone. I like actually went over there and, you know. Um, talked on the phone. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like, and that's uh, how we Jake communicated showed up oh, we when you were 20 right. years old. You know, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to force anything. I'm just asking, like, how are you going to cultivate this garden when you're, you know, oh my God, what? How you are you just said cultivate this garden? Yeah. I mean, you got to keep the bushes trim when you're um, gone. Like, how are you going to, you know, keep, I think that's HIPAA her interest while you're gone i i have her interest i i think it's you know snooka just put a bunch of red flags in the comments i'm sure he did i'm sure he we did. have unlimited minutes take advantage of it cam harrison says look I, i'm not opposed to talking on the phone or facetiming he may, but he may like not. people just don't want to do it uh, you know like <laughs> gabe levley says jake's red flag is the insane line of questioning yeah and ridiculous public conversation that Thank you, Gabe. That's what I'm saying. What? Thank you. That's true. Thank you. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, "Remember the mail her. Remember to mail her Jake via USPS every Sunday." Yeah, exactly. Josh says, "Text, text, snap. Do a TikTok video back to snap, then text." Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, come on. I don't know why it is. People just don't like talking on the just phone. Just no they don't Hawaiian face dick pics. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no sexting. No pictures of your pineapple, boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Your pineapple. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no banana hammocks. Yeah. We get it. Okay, we well, you can send her a picture of the banana hammock. Yeah, next question. You know. Huh. Anyway. Um, so, so we went to, we needed to talk about retail shopping. Yeah. Because we went to Best Buy yesterday. And then Britt tried to force you to go into Walmart. Never going to happen. Never. Ever. I'm not retail shopping ever again. That's not what we're about. Or at least not anytime soon. Like, I, we went to Best Buy yesterday. By the way, I... Okay, so you've wanted to switch for a while. Yeah. Did it live up to it? Like, yes. what do you think of it? Yes. I have an opinion. Okay, what is it? I'm not, like, as an... He, like, he's super excited about the Mario Kart. He should be. But, like, the other games, I'm like, eh. You don't buy a Switch for any other game but Mario Kart. Yeah, it's the that's it. A, that's you know. it. Yeah. But she wants how, to wait, play how like much Tetris. Was how much was this? How much was it? Two ninety nine. Okay, so it's not that expensive no. for what it is. I mean, that's really it's not, not at all. So you wanted to play, and you get Mario Kart free when you buy it for two ninety nine. But you wanted to play other games, so you wanted to like that's what you were disappointed in. Yeah, the thing I don't like is like you can't just open it up and play a game. Like there's like a fifteen minute intro. There's like, you know, film quality, like videos. And you're like, what the hell? I just want to play checkers. Like, is that true? You have to go through It's difficult to figure out what, how do you go from one to the next? Like how, like, I can't figure out how to select what players. You actually got to go. But that's you that you don't know how to use it. You have to learn how to use it. No, this is him. You had to like look it up online. Well, no, what you have to figure out is that you have to actually log into the game first and then you can select multiplayer, you know, like uh, how you want to. So again, you just have to figure out how to use it. Yeah, there's a system that you have to, every, every game console has a system. It's well worth it. You know, like, it, it's well worth it. So, okay, so the thing that I'm still trying to figure out, well, I, I know it, I already know the answer, but, like, so you can play, like, Mario Kart tournaments on a TV with that thing. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yes. And four people can play at once. Yes, and it has a dock and an HDMI slot. And, and like, does it come with, like, controllers and stuff, or how does that work? Exactly? Yeah, it comes with controllers. Um, these, the side, these side controllers come off. Okay. So you can, like, put okay, the— Okay, so that would be one controller. Yeah, I don't know how that—I think you play probably—I don't know how you do it, honestly. Is there two more of those? No, you just have these two controllers. We'll have to figure it out. Yeah. We'll have to figure it out while we're drunk. Mario Kart tournaments are lit. Like, Yeah, I love Mario Kart. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um, Giggity says, come on, Mrs. Monty, you don't play checkers on a Switch? We we actually played some you know stuff last night. Uh, Giggity says, or I'm sorry, Homeless says, two questions. Is that a real girl talking in the background? The voice sounds computerized as Brit, we never see her face. You need to speak. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, she's real. Yes, Brandon, okay. paging, uh, paging, hit her with these and she might show you the young. Hey, what's right? going on? Okay. I'm lost, bro. What, what are we talking what, about what, in the what, comments right now? Bro? I'm so lost. What, what are they talking about? Everybody? You know, everybody's okay. on Jake texting this girl. Okay. What are they so, saying? Wait, what are they know. saying? There's one more thing. Brandon he's... Whiteside says Monty giving 1970s dating advice. Make sure you page <laughs> her. Make sure you make sure to page her every second. She's going to miss the page, though, because she's going to be on her walk, man. We get it. We get it. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I have one other thing to say yeah, about uh -huh. the Switch. Yeah. Right. He's like, go ahead. Look on the Inten Nintendo store. See if you like any games. If there's anything Honey. you want to play. Honey. <laughs> um, and so I'm looking for games that I would want to play. Okay. And Blogger. I find one, Cyanide and Happiness, if you know their comic strip, very funny, very, like, twisted. Right, it's, okay. It's it, mature audiences. You, right. you got to put your, your Not birthday kid in, you know, to be able to look at it, right? Okay, yeah. And I show it to him, and he's like, no way, absolutely not, not having that crap on my <laughs> on my Switch. And I'm like, what it's are you, my parents? It's a $40 it's game. It's a $20 game. No, it's $39.99 last year. How time. much did Mario Kart cost? Right Nothing. I got it as part of the package. But he was like, no, we're, nope. Nope, we're not Why having do you that. Want not this my game? house. Why do you want this game? It looked funny. Well, what's the game, though? What's the premise? Like, what do she you... doesn't know. The, oh, okay. It's sort of similar to like a South Park sort of a thing where their stupid things are happening. In this one, the guy's trying to get a prom date, and in between, all sorts of ridiculous scenarios happen. Stabs oh, kind of like the dating eye. advice on this show. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Are we stabbing <laughs> you in the eye? You're being such an a-hole. <laughs> anyway, the point is. So, okay. So you got the Switch. And, and I agree. Like, I thought that was a good move. You know, that'll be fun while you're on the plane. And, like, you know, you'll be able to do a lot with that. Eric C's sister says texting seems like the way to go. Well, it, here's the thing. It's the only way to go because that's all people want to do. Yeah. That's the problem. Okay. She did ask you to send her pictures. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. of In Hawaii. Yeah. She did. Yeah. Ask you to send her pictures. Yes. Mm -hmm. which is cool i'm down it's with that fun. Mm -hmm. all right um what was the other thing we we're gonna oh yeah i'm not going to a store i'm not doing it it's packed people are not wearing masks i was in costco on saturday mm -hmm. like an idiot yeah. nobody had on masks yeah it's unbelievable and it was wall-to-wall -wall humanity yeah and then we're in best buy last night they don't have any enough clerks there mm -hmm. like the there's merchandise all over the floor you want to trip and fall over everything no the guy did me a solid i didn't know you had to order the mario kart bundle online Ah, and he's like, no, nah, I'll just go pull one down. But you got to come over here to this register on the side where nobody can see us doing this. Oh, nice. OK. Yeah. And so I Very checked nice. out and then okay. Mrs. Monty got a tripod for sunsets and Hali Akala. And uh, yeah, it'll okay. be good. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to going to Haleakala. It's been yeah, you should five be. years since we've been here. Seven years. Yeah. 
You yeah. should be. So, but yeah, we're leaving for Hawaii. Like you're yeah, leaving tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Whoop, Today's whoop. our last day at the Yelp for November. So I still got to go to Target and get a toiletries bag because I didn't get to that yesterday. But I'm almost all the way back. Nice. So yeah. nice. Okay, what shoes are you guys bringing to Hawaii? See, I so, asked the same question the other day. I'll tweet this later today. I'm bringing Air. Uh, I don't know what to call them other than Air Max. They're a black Air Max. I'm also bringing an uh, Air Max 90. And I'm going to travel in ones, Jordan ones. I just don't know which ones yet. I don't know if I'm going to do lows or mids or what. I haven't decided that yet. But I think I'm going to bring honey. honey. Are, we, are we bringing hiking boots on this trip? I don't think so. I think I'm just going to wear I'm my gonna Air Max. I'm going to bring my tennis shoes that I don't care if I screw them up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to bring actual hiking boots. I'll just wear tennis agree. shoes that I can get muddy. I would agree. By the way, by the way, one piece of advice because then we got to go. You ever need a travel bag? Go to Honda World. Amazing. Honda travel. World in West Jordan was amazing, awesome. bro. Amazing, yes. dude. Honda World has great bags. Yes. While in Hawaii, if Jake and the girl don't swap uh, conch shell and conch geoduck shells. picks, then what are they doing? I agree. What's yeah. a conch shell? Conch shell is the big shell that they blow. The big shell, so you can hear the ocean. Okay. All right. Zelda Breath of the Wild is the only Switch game you need. Uh, Cuphead, fun game, Brandon Whiteside says. I'm just saying Breath of the Wild sounds like, I mean, Ze- that's like, Zelda. That's Zelda. like, a, like Zelda. a hot breath yeah. on your neck yeah, from Zelda's. like a mountain man. Tell me you don't like that. No, actually, it probably has bad breath. Three-fourths yeah. of this is inaccurate. Spenmo, Spenmo. <laughs> Spenmo says, but the vegan thing is a red flag in my opinion. She's Agreed. not, okay, she's not vegan. This is a, This is important. She's not vegan. She's vegetarian. Very different thing. Spencer Morgan also says watch is a great first date. Walk is a great first date. Lots of conversation, no cost, and you find out immediately she's not lazy or sedentary. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. Good point. Never thought of that. Um, Snuka says, is she real? Go Hawks. Yes, she's real. <laughs> yes. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Smash Bros is fun on the Switch. I'll try that. Have a great vacation, guys. Enjoy it. When you get back, BYU will be in a New Year's Six. Jeremy Bolton. I swear to God. No girl, none of us have chicks. By the way, this is the 80s, and I'm down with the ladies. I like it. I don't know who home space less is, but less, you have a place on our show. Shout the Mobamba. <laughs> this is the 80s, and I'm down with the ladies. Hell yeah. Um. Yeah, and that, that's it. The, uh, we're done for November. Make sure that you find us on social media. Yeah, because we're going to do a bunch of live sunsets. We're going to do a bunch of live video, uh, live seshes. We may not be on YouTube, but we will be on social media. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Jake is SLC Supercars. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be all there. You guys going to try and work out over there, Jeremy Bolton says? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, here's the thing with Hawaii, though. I mean, you're doing a lot. Like, you're hiking, snorkeling, you know. You're, you're there out is on a gym boats, there. like, but there is a gym there, yeah. See, my wife keeps talking even after she put the microphone down, but there is a gym there. They have Pelotons at the gym at the West End. Yeah, but I don't use those. I will Bad. be riding and will be working out. You're damn right you're going to be riding. <laughs> anyway, all right, so make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Come TikTok, on. The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show, SLC Supercars. Snooka says, make a stop at Leonard's Bakery. Hell yeah. Have a great time, Ramiro says. Peace out until December 6th. Say goodbye, honey. Goodbye, honey. Goodbye, honey. Goodbye, honey.